Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Jamie, and this is our From the Pasture with Hired Hand podcast. As the owners of Hired Hand website software, we've been developing websites and creating internet marketing strategies for livestock breeders for the past 10 years. The majority of our customers are involved in the breeding of registered animals, such as Texas Longhorns, Highland cattle, horses, and white-tailed deer, where the pedigrees are very important. The From the Pasture with Hired Ham podcast examines many of the differences in raising pedigreed livestock for maximum profit. Join us and learn what we're covering today. Today we're here with a couple people to talk about the Horn Showcase, um, which is coming up um, here shortly in October. Um, Let's go ahead and, and we'll bring them in. Well, thanks, Nick, for joining us today to talk about the Horn Showcase this year. Um, do you want to maybe introduce yourself a little bit and, you know, give a backstory of your ranch, how you got involved, that type of thing? Sure. Um, Nick Nicodem with Commander's Place Longhorns, um, hired hand customer since the, the very beginning. I don't know uh, who your first customer was, but we're probably in the top dozen or so uh, uh, early converts. Uh, anyway, I've been doing the Longhorn thing for, I don't know, 15-ish years plus, um, you know, I don't want to bore you with my details, but I was on the um, board of directors for a while. Um, uh, retired military, 36 years of uh, active duty, and my my wife has let me retire about this long ago. And um, um, got involved with this year's Horn Showcase as a member of the committee, uh, just because you know I want to give back, and uh, you know this breed has done so much for me and my family, and uh, you know. Uh, wherever I can help, I try to. Next question. <laughs> All right. Um, what is the, can you give everybody the sale date and the location this year? Sure. It's in Wichita Falls, Texas, um, which is a neat little town. And we'll talk about more about that later if you'd like. Um, but uh, Wednesday, October 12th is uh, uh, cattle um, need to start showing up between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Uh, all, all cattle must be in place by 9 p.m. And then Thursday, October 13th, we've got, uh, you know, um, measurement begins. Uh, you know, we've got some seminars, including one from Hired Hand um, and that kind of thing. Bull Alley uh, reception, and then Bull Alley events on, on Thursday. And Friday, October 14th, we've got the Futurity. And then um, the Bread and Owned Heifer Sale is a Friday night. And then Saturday, we've got our horn showcase sale, which is really going to be a great event. I think uh, I'm really happy with this year's um, sale. Of course, I'm the sale chairman. So, uh, gosh, I hope I'm happy. Uh, but but I really think that between the heifer sale and, and the uh, um, Saturday sale, we're going to have a really nice sale. Well, good. So for those people who haven't been to the horn showcase before, you want to explain Bull Alley a little bit in more detail? Wow, how do I explain Bull Alley? That's that's a great one. The, the um, um, probably the thing to remember about Bull Alley is you're going to see some of the best bulls in the industry today if you have the opportunity to come to Wichita Falls. Uh, you know, and it'll be all week. You can, you know, so you can literally sit there and study these bulls and and and, um, and find what you hopefully find what what you like, whether that be color, whether that be you know, pick a pick a, a trait or characteristic that intrigues you, and, and um, you know you can really um, you know find something you like about it. Now uh, we say bull alley, and I've had some people say, "Whoa, walking up and down." Uh, you know, we try and space the bulls out a little bit um, so that you know you don't have 
you know, um, you know, industry leading bulls fighting to each other through the fence. That's not what anybody's looking for. Um, you, you know, but you're, you are going to have an opportunity to see 14 bulls this year in bull alley. Um, you know, there are significant, um, I'm going to say savings opportunities, but really it's, you know, as much as savings, it's really the significant opportunities to look at these bulls and buy semen on them. Many of them have uh, heifer sex semen as well as, you know, what the industry has coined uh, as conventional semen um, available. And um, give me a second. Would you like a list of the bulls that are in Bull Alley today? Sure. Or this yeah. year? Let's do it. Uh, let, let me, uh, sorry, I'm going to mess around on my computer just a little bit here. Um, we've got uh, GF Buckwin. KDK Wildfire. Let me start over. We've got GF Buckwin with uh, both conventional and heifer sex semen. We've got uh, KD, KDK Wildfire with conventional semen. We've got BR Mr. Wright with uh, both uh, conventional and, and, and heifer sex semen. Uh, uh, JH Rural Blackout with conventional semen. PCC Runaway Gray uh, with heifer sexed and conventional semen. Uh, BR Cracker Jack with uh, 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 heifer sex semen, uh, Bashful uh, with both uh, uh, both types, uh, Mr. Happy with both types of semen, uh, Done Step Up, Stepping Up uh, with conventional semen, uh, Warlock with both types, uh, JR Rural Safari Sun with conventional, MC Hanging Tough with both conventional and, and sexed. And uh, cowboy, sorry, tough cowboy DC with conventional semen, and last but not least, we've got 50 amp with both uh, heifer sexed and conventional semen. It's a good list you got there. Yeah, it sh it should be fun, and I think, like I said, uh, you know, particularly if you're a relatively new breeder and you're considering uh, AI as a, as, a, as a means to progress your herd. Um, you know, you really have access to these, you know, high-end genetics, um, you know, that, that quite frankly, you know, um, you're only going to, um, most people are only going to get through uh, artificial insemination, or at least that's the easiest way. Right. And if people want to buy ahead of time before the Horn Showcase, I believe they can contact Phil Norwood, um, and he's keeping track of everybody who is, wants to buy semen ahead of time, I believe. Yeah, um, that's an option. Certainly, and um, um, you know, I think uh, the TLBA office can either take your order as well. Okay. Um, if you just want to contact the TLBA office, that they'll be happy to, to uh, take your order as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it should be a great event. And, and in addition to you know people being able to walk up and down, you know, there is a there is the bulls are going to be measured, of course, and, and there is a an event, um, you know, where they're going to be put under spotlights and, you know, it's, it's kind of rock star treatment and, um, you, you know, and, and that should be really, really fun. And, and, um, and that again is on Thursday night, Thursday evening, rather, uh, bull alley reception is at 5, 8, 5 PM and, and, and 6 PM is the bull alley event itself. And, and if you haven't been to one or bet, haven't seen one, it's, it's, it's kind of neat, you know, we play some, uh, loud music and the, and the bull walks in and uh, talk a little bit about them and, and um, you know, slap them on the butt and bring the next one in, you know, um, but, but it's, it's a fun event. And, and um, 
you know, we try to make sure the people that bring these bulls to town, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, get their money's worth. You know, it's a great question, you know, um, the whole sponsorship at, at, you know, the whole concept of sponsoring an event. Um, you know, let me ramble about that for just half a second. You know, it's, it's truly the sponsors that make these things happen. You know, I mean, literally, um, you know, um, you know, the, the amount of money raised through sponsorship allows these events really to take place. And, and without the sponsors, um, you know, it just, you, you know, these things uh, shrivel and die, um, you know, because no organization can, can, uh, can do it without sponsorship. So, um, you know, and I, um, I'm just going to read the list of sponsors. Um, if you don't mind, it's going to take me a minute. Uh, we've got Circle Double C Ranch. We've got Brentwood Ranch, Carroll Ranch, uh, 6CR Longhorns, McCarroll Ranch, uh, TS Adcock Longhorns, uh, Diamond L Ranch, R3 Hilltop Ranch, Sand Hill Ranch, Cantera Cattle Company, Diamond B Cattle, Hagler Ranch, Hickory Creek, Commander's Place Longhorns, CR Ranches, uh, JL Longhorns, Siler Longhorns, Lucas Ranch, um, Jameson Flowers and Wichita Walls, uh, and, and, and uh, Bull Creek Longhorns, Glendenning Farms, Circle A Longhorns, KDK Longhorns, Circle Double C, uh, R3 Hilltop, F3 Longhorns, 3J Longhorns, Pace Cattle Company, uh, Tally Longhorns, Buxton Longhorns, Lonesome Pines Ranch, American Icon Longhorns, uh, Lewis Oilers, Bad Boy Josh, um, and, and uh, uh, C2W Partners, which is a catering sponsorship. Uh, in addition to that, we just gained a couple of uh, one new Longhorn uh, sponsor, and that was, sorry, I missed him, is uh, Longhorn 615, uh, James and Julie Guthrie. So, uh, you know, again, you know, I, I, I kind of purposefully didn't put the levels on them because, you know, uh, $1,000 to me means a lot more than $1,000 might mean to some people on the, on the planet. So I didn't necessarily talk about the levels of sponsorship, but with each different level of sponsorship that people uh, get, I mean, literally, you can build an advertising campaign for a year through sponsorship of, a, of an event like this. And, and I think a lot of the uh, names that you hear from time and time again uh, that do sponsor events like this, I think that's the approach they take. You know, with, a, with a, some of these higher level sponsorship packages, like I said, you can literally build a advertising campaign uh, for a year um, through that. So... That's what I've got with the sponsors this year. And again, I want to thank them personally and uh, wish them all the success. That's quite the list. That's great for you. What about if uh, people have questions during um, during the sale? What are some of the sales staff that they could call if they have questions or anything? As far as like bidding? Bidding, um, just anybody that they can get a hold of, the back crew if they need to talk to um, them. Tessa Wheeler is going to be our back crew this year. She's very well known, especially in Texas. She does an amazing job. So that is one thing that we're really looking forward to this year is uh, Tessa doing the back crew. As far as like online bidding, that's going to be you, Jamie, all the way. Um, and then as far as any catalog questions, um, you can know you can ask the consigners themselves 
uh, what their their cows looking for, you can ask us. We'll definitely reach out to any of them, any of the committee crew. We'll reach out to the consigners if they have any questions as far as you know tip to tip or um, progeny or whatever's not listed or looks like it's it's missing. Just let us know, and we'll definitely try to find out the data as best we can. Can I just piggyback on that real quick? Of course, I'm the, the sale chairman this year, and uh, I'm going to put my phone number out right now. It's uh, <laughs> uh, 405-230-0848. And uh, please do reach out. I mean, it, hopefully everyone's gotten their sale catalog. I have it went out in the, the September trails. I, I have mine. Thank you very much. Um, of course, the information is available online as well. Um, but, uh, you know, if... if, if particularly new breeders, if you do have questions about, you know, an opportunity or whatever the case may be, please do reach out and, and uh, we're, we're happy, happily discuss um, whatever your concerns are, whatever your questions are. And then I'm looking here in the catalog, it looks like you have quite the list for um, haulers that are available. Right. Uh, you know, to me, um, I think haulers make an event, you know, I mean, if, if you know, as an example, last year, I think uh, we, Kim and I sold a cow to a to an, a relatively new breeder in California, that that's not going to happen without a hauler, um, you know. So I, I think um, you, you know I specifically went out and and uh, did get uh, as many haulers um, as we could this year, identified early and, and in the magazine, and their numbers are in the catalog, um, you know. So um, you know if you have hauling questions, happy to answer them. And we do have certain haulers that are going north, south, east, and west. Um, you know, and I've kind of got that figured out a little bit. Um, you know, but you know, I don't know that I'm going to need haulers to, you know, pick a place. Um, you know, South Dakota. But if I, but if we do, um, you know, I, I think we can figure something out. So earlier, we when we were talking about the schedule of events, we mentioned that there's seminars. Uh, do you want to go in more in depth in the seminars and let people know what time each of the seminars will be and maybe what the topic will be about? Seminars is we at nine o'clock. Um, the TLBA staff is going to do one on horns. That's always a, a great information session so that people can figure out how to register their cattle, transfer their cattle, um, you, you put in new ones or request DNA services. There's a lot of different things that we can do in horns that a lot of people don't. And so that's always a great session for people to, to jump on and learn how to do all this stuff um, themselves. And that way they don't have to rely on everyone answering their phones all the time. Um, and then 10 a.m. is the hired hand q and I'm sure, Jamie, you can talk a little bit more about <laughs> what that one's going to be. Um, 12.30 is Neogen. Jake Trout is going to be there. Um, he's going to talk about the different DNA services, the beef quality services, and everything that Neogen offers as far as DNA testing. Um, Two o'clock, Champion Genetics, Doug Walker. Um, he is going to talk about, you know, uh, either doing AI work or having your bulls tested and um, semen frozen for straws and selling. And then at 3.30, Paragon Cattle Services, Amanda Sears. Um, from what I understand, she does an amazing um, AI program, IVF program uh, with cattle. And so I'm very interested actually to, to listen to her. Love what you're hearing? Be sure to check out our pickup truck confessions. It's a video series where we hop in the truck or a rental car and interview a variety of breeders about what drives their passion for their livestock, how they got started in the breed of their choice, marketing tips, and more.
And now back to the podcast. A little bit earlier, Nick gave an introduction about himself. Um, do you want to introduce yourself to people? I guess we kind of forgot to do that earlier when you joined us. That's all right. Sorry about that. Yeah. So Natalie Cheney, I'm out of North Carolina. Uh, just joined the Horn Showcase Committee this year. Um, I run Diamond Seed Longhorns and uh, travel a lot to the East Coast doing a lot of the fraternities. Uh, not a huge, huge farm, but we just kind of expanded up to a West by God, Virginia. So we bought quite a bit of land up there. This Longhorn addiction has kind of taken over and we went from having a small herd on 30 acres to buying a few hundred acres. And uh, so we're expanding um, not rapidly. We're trying to be picky and choosy, but we are, we are getting there. So, but we've been hitting the fraternities on the East coast for quite a few years now. So what made you want to help out with the horn showcase this year? Uh, well, you know, I try to just get more involved, especially into the Texas crowd and try to get more East coast people with a say into it. Um, you know, the Texas crowd is, is big, but I feel like on the, on the East, there's a lot of us and we're just kind of out there on our own, doing our own thing. And so I wanted to try to at least bring an East Coast, East Coast voice to the Texas Longhorn Association and to the Horn Showcase itself. So it was an amazing opportunity and I'm so glad that they were able to pick my application out and choose me. So I'm thankful for that. So what are you both looking forward to the most about this event? Bull Alley all the way. <laughs> I love Bull Alley. That's uh, my favorite part. Obviously, I'm, I'm running the fraternity, so I have to be, say that I'm more excited about that. But I do always love Bull Alley. It's my favorite thing at Horn Showcase to do. Yeah, for me, I think it's just uh, uh, seeing old friends and, and meeting new people. I think whenever you get the, the Longhorn industry together, uh, you know, in any way, shape or form, whether that's uh, cherry blossom in the, in the spring or whether that's something in the deep heart south, uh, deep in the heart of Texas, uh, you know, I think uh, whenever you get folks together, uh, you know, uh, good things happen, you know. So I'm looking forward to seeing, again, old friends and uh, meeting new people. Um, but, you know, the sale's going to be great because I'm the sale chair. Uh, yay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I agree. Bull Alley is always fun, but it's, it's going to be a great event. Do you both remember the first time you attended? <coughs> Can I go first? Um, do I go remember the, the first time we consigned? Um, I don't really remember the first time that we consigned a cow I, I, or the cow's name or anything like that. I know that I was deployed. Um, I think I was deployed when we just made the decision to, you know, sell a cow for lack of a better way to put it. And, um, you, you know, it, 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 it put, uh, quite a bit of stress on, on my lovely bride. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's always challenging to, to consign an animal, you know, and, and if, if I can take a minute just to talk about that, if you don't mind, uh, <clears throat> you know, particularly, you know, you know, in the TLBA sales that we have every year, we've got the Horn Showcase sale. And then in January upcoming, we've got the, uh, the Eddie Wood sale, which is always a great event too, as well. Um, and these are organization sales, you, you know, and, and um, you know, um, we try and get a little bit of something for everybody in, in, in these sales, you know, unlike uh, whether it's Legends or the Legacy sale, I think, you know, um, I think that's, that's kind of a different animal, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, I guess it makes perfect sense, different kind of animal. 
Um, but but the reality of it is with with these organizational sales, we try and make sure that there's a, a cow for everybody and, and in in these sales. And um, and I think we pulled it off in spades this year. And I'm looking forward to the Eddie uh, Eddie Wood sale uh, in January. And um, um, you know, it's a great opportunity for members of the TLBAA to, to, you know, whether you're a new member or, or you've only been around a couple five years or whatever the case may be. And, and, and hopefully, hopefully we've got some first time consigners this year. I don't know that I've scoured the list that well. And, and uh, I would, I would just ask members to think about it. You know, Eddie, Eddie Woods is coming around and, and we're taking consignments for the Eddie Woods sale already. Um, and this is an opportunity for you to market yourself, your program, and your cattle. <clears throat> so please pick, um, please, please pick out cattle that represent you and your program and your herd. Well, uh, is my advice to you. I mean, um, you know, you know, there's an old saying, don't call in public. And, and, and that's kind of what, you know, kind of applies here is, uh, you know, when, when I ask you to pick a cow that, that represents you and your herd, uh, best, um, you know, sometimes those hurt and, and I understand and can appreciate that. Um, but, but that's really what you need to be thinking about um, if, if you're going to be uh, consigning to sales moving forward as part of your marketing strategy. Um, you, you know, you really need to make sure you put your best foot forward. Sorry, I rambled a little bit there. Uh, but, but that's my answer to your, your question. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to the sale. Natalie, what about you? I actually have not consigned to a sale. I, uh, East Coast is, is a pretty pretty busy area and uh i have a hard time keeping inventory of cows and steers and bulls and all of that so i've never had extras to consign um but i would say that i do a lot of advertising in the catalogs even though i don't consign because it really highlights your program and if people don't get something in a sale or if they're just looking afterwards um i've gotten a lot of sales out of my private herd just from the advertising. So that's a huge part is, is just highlighting your program, sponsoring, the earlier you sponsor and get an ad in, the, the more you know social media advertising that the sales do for you. So get in first if there's an opportunity and definitely have your ads done professionally, get pictures done you know, so that they, they really make your animals look the best. So that's a huge part of it. And like I said, I, I have never consigned, but I've gotten a lot of sales from just the advertisements itself. Good. Um, do either of you have a favorite animal that has sold at a sale that maybe wasn't yours that you were maybe thinking, hoping that you could get, but didn't quite work out? Or even one that you guess that you bought at a sale? That's a great, great question. Yeah. Go ahead, Natalie. I mean, there's always favorites at every sale. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, pocket size, I suppose. My favorite cow I think that's ever sold at auction is Dunlucky Dice. She was just amazing. Um, I mean, I, I loved her. I loved her calves. You know, as I said, I'm, I'm big in the fraternities and there was just no, there's no top in that cow to me. I mean, she was amazing. Of course, the, you know, uh, HR Rosette was awesome last weekend. Um, she was gorgeous too, but I think Dunlucky Dice remains my favorite cow ever to have been sold at an auction. Yeah, Natalie, uh, the, I too have um, little alligator arms. I can't quite reach all the way down to the bottom of my pocket uh, to find <laughs> yeah. uh, when it comes to buying cows uh, at a sale. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, 
of course, you know, I think, um, you know, whether it's the Texana Van Horns or the Casey Hershey's Kisses or, or, or animals like that, that, you know, are, are truly breed legends, um, you, you know, when they become available, um, you, 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 you know, you, you really, um, you know, you, you wish you could take advantage of the opportunities um, and uh, often financially, that's not uh, an option for uh, Kim and I, you know, uh, uh, you know, I always like to say we make cows that Kim and I like, and, and we hope other people like them too. Um, <clears throat> you know, because you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, there's always somebody with a bigger boat, as they say, and and I, and I just don't have the finances to to buy some of these big animals. Um, I'm I'm stuck making them, you know, but uh, it is what it is. Well, any last minute things that you want to mention about the horn showcase before I move on to the final question? Ooh, I don't know what the final question is, but I'm going to ask. Uh, I, I, I want to ramble a little bit about this year's Horn Showcase and, and specifically focus on last year's Horn, horn Showcase. I think that, I think that uh, last year's Horn Showcase, there were, there were uh, you know, I'm going to say some areas that were, were unexceptional. Um, and, and I think if you look at last year's um, event uh, holistically, you know, from, from 10,000 foot view, uh, really, it boiled down to uh, just logistics. I think uh, the event venue uh, was insufficient to, to support uh, the, the event. And, and um, you know, I know that there were some hardworking cowboys and, uh, and the Horn Showcase Committee itself worked their butts off last year uh, to make it a good event, but they just could not, in my humble opinion, overcome uh, the logistics of it. I mean, sales started late and things like that. I mean, it was just, um, you, you know, it, it, some of us were involved last year and you can appreciate what I'm saying. And, and we're not going to have any of that this year, I assure you. Um, it, you know, we've got uh, an entire new back crew. Not that the Cowboys last year didn't work. They, they worked their asses off. Um, and, and, and we know that this year's back crew um, had, um, has a reputation in the industry. And, and that's kind of why we went with that back crew. Um, and this year's auctioneer is different. Um, this year's auctioneer, uh, Dan Harrington and Chase Basuth, the talking head, um, are, 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 you know, again, industry standards at this point. And, and um, you know, there's, there's a reason that they were chosen as well by the committee. So, um, you, you know, again, last year's event, yeah, we had some hiccups and we had some zits, um, uh, but, but I will tell you that, uh, again, if you look at it holistically, last year's event, uh, the problems that we encountered were, were basically due to logistics and the venue. And, and um, you know, with this new venue, we're not going to have venue concerns. We're not going to be competing for space with the with, uh, uh, um, rodeo type event that was going on next door last year, et cetera. So I think, you know, moving forward and particularly this year's event, you know, it, it's a new day uh, and it's a new event and, and uh, you know, that, that, that's really why I think uh, I joined uh, this year's committee uh, was to, to make sure that we didn't have, <clears throat> or I should just say make sure, because who the heck am I, but, but to ensure, you know, do my best part um, um, to make sure that uh, this year's event is, you know, leaps and bounds better than, than previous years. And, and um, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this event. This is, this is, uh, this is what we, gets me up in the morning. You know. Natalie, you have anything you want to add? 
No, I mean, he, he pretty much had it on the head. You know, we are, we are really much looking forward to the event this year. We did take into account a lot of people's comments. Um, like we brought back the banquet, we brought back the award ceremony um, so that everyone is able to get their name up in the spotlight when they win and be able to showcase themselves and, and people know who they are. You know, not every, there are a lot of new faces every year. And so now they're able to put faces to names up there on, up on stage and you're able to get your trophy and, and kind of get your, your moment in the spotlight, so to speak. We are going to make sure that all of our sponsors get thanked. Dan Huntington and Chase, I mean, they do an amazing job as auctioneer. I just love them. They, <laughs> I try to follow them around at sales because they always make it a good time. Um, and they do an amazing job at thanking all of their sponsors and, you know, all the ways during the fraternity, the Calcutta and the Horn Showcase, they make sure that, that everyone gets announced and that everyone knows who's sponsoring what. And so that we know who to thank for each of those. So they do an amazing job. I can't wait to see them again. Um, and this sale, I mean, it should be good. We've got, you know, a really good catalog. We've got, um, you know, a reasonable number of fraternity entries. And uh, the satellites all seem to be, you know, looking up as far as, you know, horn measuring on satellite locations. So I think it should be great. Awesome. My last question for you all is um, for those people that are coming from out of town, which it sounds there's going to be a lot of people from out of town. Um, is there anything that you can suggest, whether it's, um, you know, restaurants, if they're going to, you know, coming in a day early, staying a day later, things that they can do, um, anything that you could suggest, I guess. And this is this is you know, <clears throat> in Longhorn terms, uh, Wichita Falls, Texas is uh, you know almost my backyard. I mean, literally, I live up the, up uh, I forty four in uh, just south of Oklahoma City. So so uh, let me throw my best uh, effort at that uh, Wichita Falls question. It's a great town, first of all. Let me just say that, and, and um, you know the restaurant scene it, it's it's a little spread out, quite frankly. And and, and you may want to consult uh, Doctor Google or whatever. Uh, but every restaurant I've eaten down there is, has been fabulous, uh, particularly some of the Mexican food, you know, um, you know, if you're coming in and out of town and, and you're a, a fan of Mexican food, um, every, uh, you know, I've eaten lunch down there several times and, and, uh, and, and been a big fan of that. They've also got, uh, um, you know, some, you know, uh, stick to your ribs kind of, you know, old fashioned, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, places that are really, really good as well, particularly near the venue. Um, you know, I, I, I would say that, uh, you know, we don't have the, oh, I, I don't know, you, you know, it's, it, it, you know, we, we, we may not have uh, downtown uh, Fort Worth, the uh, stockyard kind of area uh, uh, around the corner from, uh, from the venue or, you know, some, you know, you know, big casino or whatever. But, but I think it's going to be a great event. And, and, I, and, and particularly Wichita Falls, it's, it's a neat town, um, you know. Um, and and if, you, if you would indulge me, I'm going to give you a little bit of history of Wichita Falls. Would, would you mind? No, go ahead. The, the, uh, <clears throat> um, like most good Texas towns, it was started with a poker game. And, and in 1837, uh, somebody won uh, the land that is now stuff falls in a poker game and his descendants basically uh, found out much later um and they actually had the the, the town plotted in 1876 so how, how cool is that 1876 is basically when wichita falls um started it's a bit of a railroad town the railroad came through uh 
1882. So you'll, you'll see that when you pull into town, it still remains a, a bit of a railroad town, um, a transportation hub or however you want to put it. <clears throat> and like most good Texas towns, uh, you know, it, it had an oil boom and that came in the uh, early uh, 1900s, 1913 or so. Uh, Shepherd Air Force Base uh, it, it moved into town uh, right after, uh, uh, well, I should say right uh, during World War II, uh, 1941. Um, yeah, you know, but if you have, um, um, you know, if you're looking for something to do, the, the, you can Google Wichita Falls and, and, and really come up with, um, again, here I go endorsing Dr. Google, but, uh, but literally, if you look at their, their uh, um, visitor center and that kind of thing, you can come up with a lot to do and, and uh, may not be, like I said, the, the nightlife of Las Vegas, um, but it's a great event. And I did field a question from uh, one of our uh, members and consigners about uh, RV hookups. And I know that uh, we have a limited number of RV hookups at, at the site. Um, so if you're planning on using one, please get there early. And uh, it is first come first serve uh, for RV hookups. So, um, and again, I think it's, um, um, they, I don't know that they have a dump site uh, there for RVs, but I know that they do have a so please, if you're gonna, if, if that's part of your plan, make sure you get there early, and uh, and uh, we'll do the best we can for you. Thanks for listening. Well, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your days to talk with us about the Horn Showcase, um, and we will see you both October 12th. So in just uh, a few days. Hey, Jamie. Yeah. Thanks. Good seeing you, Natalie. See you next.